Hello and welcome to Let's Run Facebook Ads podcast with myself, Nick Boddington. Here I share insider information about Facebook ads. But as you know, it's not just running the ad, it's what happens after. So we'll look into the funnels, e-commerce, email marketing, lead generation, and much, much more. Hello and welcome to episode 61 of Let's Run Facebook Ads, a podcast with myself, Nick Boddington. Um, Today, I want to talk about landing pages and how many call to actions you should have on a landing page and where they should be. It's not going to be a very long one, but I really do want to action this because um, it's amazing how many people don't do this right. And it's really quite simple. So let's get into it. So you've got a landing page and you are driving traffic, good traffic, remember, to that landing page. What should you be doing on the landing page and why do we have a landing page? So let's go back to the beginning of why the landing page was was created. I'm not going to pretend I know when the landing page was created. Um, I have no idea. Um, It's always been there, I suppose. (laughs) I don't know. So basically what happens is you've got two, you've got your website. Now, why we want a landing page is because if we drive people to our website, and this is not this is not to say it's e-com. So if you're if you are e-com, yes, you can use landing pages in certain situations, but this is more for lead gen. Okay. So quite happy to just go to the next episode if you're e-com, or you might learn something. So stay. So when you drive people to your website, the problem is with that is that they can go to other places on your website. And the problem is. When people go to other places, they stop doing the journey we're trying to make them do. Does that make sense? So when we when we place an ad on a, on a, on Facebook or any other platforms, obviously we wanted to follow a conveyor belt. Okay. Now I'm talking like this as if it's done all the time and a completely simple. In my world, it is, and it's the it's the steps that we follow. But I see a lot of people not following these steps. So just as a very very quick explanation. You put an ad on Facebook, and that ad is to say, "Hey, if you're looking for, um, let's look, let's let's look at um, what can we say, fleet tracking, because that's the one I'm doing at the moment." Okay, so if you're looking for free fleet tracking for your 50 vans, then click through here. Okay, so they got a nice image of a a man standing next to his his van, going, "Hey, my life's so much better because I've got fleet tracking." You click through. To the website now you might take them to a, a page on the website where it's got some more information about the fleet tracking so you're educating them and you're going to have a form to fill in so they could fill in their name email telephone number and let's say how many vans they've got okay when they click that form a submission goes through to your sales team Ta-da. there you go you've created your funnel the problem is with sending people to that website is that along the top You've got your home button, you've got about us, you've got products, you've got services, you might have testimonials. All these little, all these little distractions are taking you, your sorry, are taking your traffic away from what you're trying to get them to do. And what you're trying to get them to do is fill in the form. The minute they see other things, other videos to watch, all this sort of stuff, it allows them to go away somewhere else. And that's what we're not wanting to do. That is why Mr. Landing Page created the landing page, just like Mr. Sandwich did. He created the sandwich. This is Mr. Landing Page, 1986. There we go. Right. So why did he create the landing page? He wanted to create the landing page with no other external links. Okay. So 
Yes, you'll have your land, you'll, you'll have your logo. Yes, it can look like your website. It can do all those things. We want to keep it on brand, but there isn't a home button. There isn't an about us. There isn't a title bar on the top. Down the bottom, they might have you might have an unsubscribe and you might have um, your privacy policy, but you know, people don't really look at those sort of things. Okay. So you are you're getting people to this landing page so that you can um, get them to fill in a form, have some information and get them through to the sales team. So the sales team can call them, explain the services and try and get a sale from it. Now, there are different types of landing page, long form and short form. There might be a pop-up, whatever it might be. It's still about getting that person to fill in their details. Okay. So the title of this podcast was how many call to actions do you have it? And the reason I've, I wanted to name this, this podcast, how many call to actions is because We've got, well, I hear all the time, I've got clients and I hear it a lot when I'm speaking to people, is the first thing that you want someone to see, and this is usually done correctly, the first, well, I say usually done correctly, maybe it's not, is they come onto the website and whether that's on a desktop or a mobile, there's something that we call above the fold. Above the fold is where you you don't have to scroll down, okay? So on an e-commerce website, I'd say, when you see the product and you see the details next to it, and you can add to cart. That add to cart has to be above the fold, okay? So they don't have to scroll down to see the add to cart button. The same with the landing page. They don't have to scroll down to see the submit button. Your aim is that they were so interacted um, on the ad, they've clicked through and they're gagging to fill in that form and press submit. But we're in the real world. That's not usually the way. They've shown an interest. They're now intrigued, and your landing page is going to explain more about your product or service. But yes, you are going to start with a form at the top, usually on the right-hand side on the desktop. If it's on mobile, it's usually the first thing you see. But they're going to scroll down. Okay, so you're going to have them scrolling down, and they're going to start seeing different things. Now, the first bit that they might see, what well, might be a let's let's whether it's um, on a desktop or it's on a mobile, you're going to see a block of text. And that block of text is usually going to explain a bit more about the details of the product, okay? Then you'll probably have another block of something, which might be some imagery or some infographics or something like that. So you're, you haven't just got a landing page full of text. Then underneath it, you might have some testimonials. And then underneath that, you might have another bit of an explanation about the product. And then underneath that, you have the bottom of the page. Now, what I see happening a lot is people putting the form at the top of the submit button. And I saw this only last week with a client of ours. And in a way, we had to discuss this particular topic was he thought it was distracting and annoying if he had multiple buttons going down the page. My argument was, if you send someone to your landing page and they see that first bit of form, but they decide not to submit because they want to go down and read more about your product or service, they have to scroll back up again to fill in the form. Now, you could have a static banner where the form is. So you might see on this on websites and landing pages where as you're scrolling down, the there's one area at the top of the, the screen that goes down with you. Now that's that's a different story altogether because they know where to where to go. But if 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 they're roll, scrolling down, it's taking them five, 10 minutes to to really take in the information. What we what are we doing wrong? by making that person have to think about where they need to go now to submit. We're creating a barrier to entry, and that's what we don't want to do. We have so little time to get consumers 
to consume our content and make a decision, then why would we want to put up any more barriers? So the way I would do it is on your landing page, if you are going to have a slightly longer copy landing pages page because you've got some copy and descriptions and product descriptions and testimonials, is firstly, have the bit that they first see, which is the form, and then maybe a little bit about yourself or, you know, the hook. So obviously you used, um, let's say it was get, third, get, get the first three months free by using our tracking software. Your first part of the title when they hit the landing page could be continuous to that and repeat that title. Get three your first three months free, submit the form here, and, it, and it's just there on the right, on a desktop, or just below on a, on a mobile. When they get down to the next block of text explaining more about the product, I believe that you should have the same submit button, saying the same thing. We don't call it, um, you know, you don't say submit, and then the next button says call us now or whatever. Keep it completely in sync. But after every block of text or imagery or information, as you're splitting that landing page going down, have that same button. So you're giving them you're giving them what we call a CTA, which is call to action, every step of the way. Now, my client thought it would be annoying, but I said, okay, it's hard and the way I see it, it's hard enough to generate the business we're trying to do. We've got enough obstacles going on with with. Um, Facebook and iOS and tracking, all these platforms are having this problem. If we've been lucky enough to get someone through from an ad and get them onto our landing page, I believe we need to get that person as quickly as possible and as easily as possible to click the link, put in their details and submit it. And then a salesperson or yourself, your man band or your team can call that person, explain the details, explain the product, um, any objections they might have and try and close a sale. If we're giving any opportunity for a, for a, a potential client, a prospect, to click away because he or she goes, I don't know where to go here. And I see it all the time. I flick around landing pages. I'm like, I don't know where to go. I'm finding this really complicated. Make it really, really easy. We, we can't make things difficult. The minute we make someone have to think, we've lost them. So if you're making your client have to think. We built a landing page the other day and we're using a, a new bit of software. And when they're on that landing page, when they when they, um, when they they press get started, I think it's to get started or get a quote, it pops up a pop-up. And when they keep pressing next, I think they do it four times and it has a little bar underneath it, which says how far they are through. So it says 25%, 50%, 75%, 100%. It looks really, really ugly. And some of the team say, let's just get it going. And we have got it going. I'm not happy with it. I think it's really, really ugly. And I think that a potential prospect is going to bounce from that. I think the landing page looks great. The minute this pop-up comes up, it just looks awful. So what we're going to do is we're going to change the change it from a pop-up and we're going to put a form, you know, the actual text boxes onto the actual landing page and allow them to fill in like that. So moral of the story with the landing page, a landing page is there so someone doesn't click away and go and look at other information, okay? We want them to get there, take in the information that we need to put on the landing page and fill in the form. Secondly, if we're making them scroll down the page, still make it easy for them to fill in the form. They know where their call to action buttons are. That's really, really important. I disagree. I actually disagree wholeheartedly with anyone unless they can show me proof that, not having as many buttons on the page is better then I'm going to go with what I see winning all the time. So 
that's the conclusion of this podcast is how many CTAs do you have on your landing page? As many as you need to make it easy for the prospect to click submit and get a lead in for your sales team. I hope that helps. Um, sorry for any econ people who listen to that, but hey, you might do a you might do a landing page. Take take the from an econ point of view, take the add to cart. Make sure everything's above the fold. The first thing they see is the product and the add to cart, and make it as simple as possible. We don't want to make someone have to scroll or think. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it helps your business, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us again today. If you want to find out more, please head over to our socials at Let's Run Social, where we share daily content. And please feel free to drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And any questions that you would like answered, we can do that here on the podcast.